0: Well, summon the crowd are on the
1: pitch. What's going on guys? This is Gary.
0: This is Josh.
1: Let's talk soccer. It's back.
0: Yes, the Premier League is back.
1: It's back, which means Fantasy Premier League is back too. And we're going to talk all about that. This episode is all about Premier League and Fantasy Premier League. So if that's what you want, you came to the right place. But first, let's talk about Instagram. You guys are awesome. We get so much feedback and likes and comments and participation. We love it. So we're going to keep posting the stuff that you guys like. One thing, though, we appreciate and love all of the direct messages that we get, all the questions But we just can't get to every single one. We honestly try, probably better than most, to get to all of them. But um, we have other responsibilities, and we do try our best. So um, if we don't get to you, it is absolutely not personal. Uh, It may be a week late, um, and we apologize if we're late on stuff. But we absolutely will try because we know that you guys have questions related to your fantasy teams. And we want to get you our feedback um and our suggestions as in a timely manner as possible. So um, but apologies if sometimes either we've just missed stuff or we just don't have the time to get to everything. That said, let's talk about game week one. Yes. A, an exciting game week. A lot of goals scored. Um, and some amazing debuts from sure. some new players in the league or or existing players in the league that have found new teams. And we'll talk about that in a second. But just do you have an overall impression of the entire game week now that all ten matches have been played?
0: Um, well, I feel like a lot of teams that we m- maybe didn't expect to do well in the first week, uh-huh. they came out, like, Huddersfield. Yeah. Um, having yep. a great first match. Absolutely. And, um... It might not be for a long time, but it's just nice to see a lot of yeah. variety and things.
1: Yeah, the underdogs, I agree. Um, some teams that, I think that's a great point. Some teams that maybe uh, you didn't expect to go out and either win or, or play a tight game. Um, and on the flip side of that, teams that I expected that were just going to go out and absolutely crush it, uh, maybe didn't. Ah, oh, Chelsea. Yeah. So, um, so that was interesting. So, um But things will sort of work themselves out over the course of the season. All right. So we sort of alluded to some some great debuts for some players. Let's go person by person talk about them. First up is Lacazette.
0: Lacazette was great in preseason. um, And he scored in, I think, like the first five minutes of the match.
1: Yeah. I think Um, it was maybe third minute.
0: Yeah, getting the goal. and
1: Beautiful header.
0: Yeah, it was lovely. Had a man on him right into the corner. Beautiful.
1: Yes. Yeah, it was it was a great goal. Um, A lot of pressure, I'm sure the highest paid player ever to go to Arsenal. Um, I'm sure there's pressure on him, as with any striker to score goals, um, but especially there at Arsenal, given the amount of money they spent on him. And uh, so it's probably a a huge weight off of his shoulders, but it was it was a beautiful goal as well. So if you're an Arsenal fan, um, you should probably be excited.
0: Yeah, that does also mean he has to keep that up, which right, will keep him course. motivated. Yes. And what I do want to mm. ask you is, what do you think will happen to Drew Rude?
1: I'll tell you what, man. That guy, I've said it before, and I'll say it again right now. He is a super sub. <clears throat> he comes in, and he's a closer. He just comes in, and he scores goals. Without his goal, there's no win. There's no three points for Arsenal. So, <clears throat> um He's probably good enough to be a starter somewhere. I don't know necessarily in the Premier League or not, but he's proven he can score goals. Um, Maybe he can play somewhere, and I think he he deserves the shot. Uh, But if I'm Arsene Wenger, you know, unless there's uh, changing room issues um, or something along those lines, I want to keep him on my squad.
0: Yeah, I think he's... He's really good in coming in, even though he's not the fastest, when everyone's sort of getting to the, late, uh, the later stages of the match. Yeah. Uh, he just comes in.
1: He's big, he's strong.
0: Gets what you need. He knows
1: how to score goals. So, um, you know, and you brought up a, a great point a second ago uh, with Lacazette just having to continue the momentum that he has. Um, don't freak out. And I'm talking to everyone. Um, if a player did amazingly well... Don't think that this is going to continue all season long. If your team or your favorite player or your fantasy team didn't do great, it's, you don't need to hit the panic button for that yet either. It is game week one. We got a lot of lot of time. 37 more game weeks. 37 more. So we've got some time. All right, moving on. So I'd say Lacazette, um, I'd give him a thumbs up. He did yep. well. Next up, Murata. Uh,
0: a bit sort of overlooked a bit because of the result, but Morata did score a beautiful goal. He did. And he almost, well, he had a second one, but he was, he was, a, it was a bit greedy because it was going in, Yeah, but sort of striker's instinct, yeah. put it in himself, uh, but it was offsides.
1: Yeah. So he didn't get that second but one. But still,
0: uh, he was looking really, really uh, sort of hungry for it.
1: Yeah. 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 He did well. Um and uh, I think that was a great debut for him, and I think there's some pressure there. He was a little, like you said, just sort of lost in the the weeds a little bit just because um, that Chelsea team has a lot of superstars on it. And he just wasn't – it wasn't like the, how Lacazette came to Arsenal. It was a little different um, level of uh, excitement, I guess, around him. But he's, he's doing well for Chelsea, or at least he did in this first match. Wayne Rooney. Played in the Premier League forever. uh, But he's back to wearing an Everton jersey.
0: Uh, And he scored. Yes. He scored the only goal in the match right before halftime. Yes. And I'm happy for Rooney. I am Uh, too. I loved him when he was at Man U. He scored lots of goals. And he's a legend that doesn't get the respect he deserves.
1: I agree. And I think that he's going to go out and probably the first time in a long time just have fun with it. Um I'm sure he cherished his time at Man U, Um, but, you know, over the past few years, there was a lot of pressure for him to perform, and people were just hard on him all over. So I think he's got, you know, less eyes on him at Everton, and I think it showed in his goal. And I'm sure that that was a huge weight off of his back as well. Speaking of Everton, the player that Rooney replaced in Romelu Lukaku, um, quite a performance today for Manchester
0: United. Probably the best debut out of any uh, one of the people we're talking about. Uh, Scored two goals. One off uh, a through ball and one off a cross. Well, it was a free kick. Yeah. And just not even just... He was just playing great. And not just him. He also... um, He also just looked kind of happy there. Yeah. And he also looked like he just fit in.
1: Yeah. I... That... Yeah, he and he almost had a third too. So um, yes, an amazing debut for him, Um, and I think there'll be lots more goals to come out of him. And you could tell the rest of the team just played well along with him. Pogba, Mkhitaryan, like the team just looked like it had energy. I think Manu's going to be a dangerous team. And lastly, in sort of the notable players, the debuts uh, that impressed us was uh, Mo Salah.
0: Yeah. uh he scored a goal on his yep. debut. Yep. Uh and I have him on my fantasy team, so I'm happy that he got me the points. Yep. And he just all around played well.
1: Yeah, he absolutely did. So I think, you know, he's just a consistently good player and he's gonna be dangerous in that midfield for Liverpool. So um I think fantasy wise, he's a great take, and I think just as, you know, uh playing out there for Liverpool, he's a he's a great get. All right. So we talked about some debuts. Let's just talk about um, let's kind of do this. Let's talk about some players or some teams maybe that just impressed us. We took a note and said, wow, um, they looked great. Um, and then sort of – we won't call it our our disappointed list yet. We'll just sort of call it our watch list of, hmm, not quite what we expected. Uh, we got to keep a closer eye on these guys. <clears throat> so we just talked about them, but Lukaku was impressive.
0: Yeah, I mean – with two goals on a debut, You Just can't complain.
1: Strong player. Um, he's got a nose for the goal. And I think that this move I think this is the move he's been waiting for. I think that he is gonna be unleashed this season. And uh if you have him on your fantasy team, you're gonna be glad you did. Yes. Uh his teammate, Mikatarian.
0: Uh I think two assists. Yeah. He was just on fire, yes, and he was dominating that midfield. If
1: you're Mkhitaryan and you're Pogba, you now have this target. Not that not that Zlatan wasn't, but I think my guess is that Lukaku is more of a a well liked player um, in the dressing room. Is my guess. So you know Pogba and you know they're friends, but just I think that these midfielders just love to serve the ball up to the guy. You know, yeah, and see him do forward. well, and I think that showed. I just think Manchester United just looked um, energetic, and they looked like they had purpose today.
0: It's a Manchester United we haven't seen in about three years. Yeah,
1: they definitely have a, a, a life to them. Um, I was impressed with Salah. I think he's like I said, he's consistent. Um, he is, he is going to be a leader on that Liverpool team very, very quickly. Yes. Um... Manchester United, as a squad, like I was saying, just overall impressed. They defensively look strong. Um, they're going to be a tough team.
0: Yeah, that that's what—even uh, though they didn't play amazing last year, they didn't get a ton of wins. Right. In fact, it was the lowest since the Premier League's creation for Manchester United. But they kind of established themselves as a tough team to go to. Yeah. And as a team which— no matter what, they'll always give you a really good fight and a good yeah. run for your money.
1: Yes. Um, I think Southampton looks strong. Even though it was a 0-0 draw with Swansea, I think that um, that Southampton's defense um, is is good. And I think the next few matches, especially, and if you have any Southampton players um, either on your bench or on your, in your starting 11 on your fantasy team, Stick with those guys. I think there's going to be more to come from them, um, and then of course Huddersfield.
0: It was a, a sort of a shocking performance from them.
1: Yes, to go to Selhurst Park and just blow out Palace.
0: That's that's very very. I'm very happy for them.
1: Yeah, it's nice to see the underdog uh, succeed like that, especially a new newly relegated team. Um, they've never been in the Premier League before, so this is a big deal.
0: Yeah, and also they were they were pretty much considered throughout like all the sort of predictions for tables. They were sort of as like the kind of worst um, newly promoted team. Yeah,
1: most likely to because, go back down. <clears throat> now, like we were saying, this doesn't mean that Huddersfield's going to win the Premier League title this season. Who knows? And and it doesn't mean that uh, that Chelsea are going to um, to be relegated. Yes. Um, another team that's sort of on my watch list is Arsenal. Yes. I wasn't impressed with their defense whatsoever. And, uh, and you know, thankfully uh, to Giroud, um, they were able to pull out three points. Otherwise, um, very unimpressive. They had just let Leicester City come back every time and uh, knock in a goal to equalize.
0: Yeah, there wasn't very much uh, urgency in the back. And, no. Even though. They conceded a goal. They didn't really do anything about it. And they still looked very sluggish. Yes.
1: And we should say also in terms of impressiveness, Xhaka with two assists, those last two goals um, for Arsenal to lift them above. So um, he had quite an opening game as well. Also on the watch list then, um, I wasn't super impressed with Man City's start. Um, Aguero with a goal. They won 2-0. Agüero with a goal, which is legit, um, but then an own goal from Brighton. So, you know, while it was a it was a decent win, it wasn't kind of what I was expect. I was expecting this team to come out and just, just score like five goals. After, you
0: know? yeah, after our personal experience, pretty yes. much being best friends with the Man City team after uh, going to Nashville, yes, pretty disappointing. Yeah, they, in fact, they beat pretty much even though this was preseason. They beat Spurs a team, three yes. nil. Yes. And <clears throat> only to beat Brighton two nil, a newly promoted team.
1: And really one was only scored by by them.
0: Pretty disappointing. Um,
1: yeah, it was. Uh, and of course, you know, um, I'm sure they'll they'll figure it out. They've got too much talent on that team to not. But um yeah, I'm sure that, you know, Pep is a little uneasy with, with that win, I'm sure the rest of the team is too. Um Chelsea, speaking of teams, didn't impress me a whole lot either.
0: It, it was 3-2 to Burnley. Right. Which shocked me. Yeah. In fact, at one point it was 3-0 to Burnley. Yeah. It was just a bit of a momentum at the end, I would say. Yes. Yeah. But uh, that's just not what you expect from the defending champions of the Premier League. No. To I, come out and lose 3-2 against... Um, not the best of sides of Burnley.
1: No, Vokes played an amazing game. Um, and he once upon a time was on one of my versions of my fantasy team, and now in hindsight, I wish I would have kept him. Um, but yeah, Chelsea, especially you know, defensively was kind of what what really won it for them last season, and and that, that was really nowhere to be found. Um, and of course, uh, what two players ejected?
0: Yep, didn't, uh, didn't Fabregas help. and. Cahill
1: yeah, so that didn't help a whole lot either and then lastly, Harry Kane, where are you? Where were you today
0: uh I think there was a bit of a reward I think there was a paper that said um
1: <laughs> wanted
0: yeah wanted uh fu- it was like four Premier League goals if you uh <laughs> if you could find them
1: yeah the golden boot winner from last season really nowhere to be found today so um but again, no reason to freak out or or you know uh bet all of your life savings that your team is going to win the title um, just because they might have done well this weekend. But just some of our takes. So before we jump into the fantasy stuff, let's just quickly go through the results because uh, the live action out on the pitch is what really drives all the the action um, for FPL. So on Friday, the opening match, um, Leicester City go to Arsenal and like we mentioned uh Arsenal pulled one out in a squeaker 4 to 3.
0: A very very exciting game. It was just back and forth and If
1: you're Leicester exciting. City, you've got to be a little excited about what um potential they showed.
0: Even though they lost, it was yeah. It, they just Arsenal just won it.
1: Yes. Um and then we moved to Saturday where we had uh a bunch of matches. Uh Watford and Liverpool in a 3-3 draw, not the way Liverpool wanted to get things going. For sure. No. Uh, West Brom beat Bournemouth one nil. So another great defense and West Brom holding Bournemouth to nothing.
0: Newtster. You're very happy. <laughs> Newtster
1: yeah. is gotta be super happy. I'm sure he was there. Uh, Southampton and Swansea, as we mentioned, come to a nil, nil draw. Everton on Rooney's goal beat Stoke one nil. Palace, as we mentioned, get decimated by Huddersfield zero to three. Chelsea go down to Burnley 2 to 3.
0: Very good And
1: then the last match on Saturday, City beat Brighton two goals to nil in a less than impressive win. And then on Sunday, today, we had two matches. First up was uh, Spurs going to Newcastle. Spurs win 2 0 um, in a Harry Kane less to an extent um match and then uh man you impressively just just kill west ham 4-0 so um there are your results now let's jump into all the fpl stuff like we did for the premier league let's kind of start off with overall impressions of the fantasy premier league um, the thing that really comes to mind and we posted some of this on our instagram account, which is just let 's talk soccer is that people uh, I guess some people said very ballsy others said uh, very stupidly played the triple captain chip in game week one to me, I guess why does it matter if all the points accumulate you know over the course of the season anyway so if you get 30 points from a player on triple captain today, or it happens in January, or February. Thing. Although the only reason that it doesn't make sense is a double game week. So I understand, I understand both sides of it, honestly. So, um, it's not something I would have chosen to do myself. Um, my guess is that these people that did that are probably fans and supporters of either that club or that specific player. And that's, it wasn't strategic at, for an FPL move. It was more just an emotional decision because you support the club or the player.
0: My opinion is it's sort of just looking at a sort of thing where they're like, I can get to the first place and be known as the kind of best FPL player That's another the year. good point. Yeah. Because since whoever gets top points will obviously be yeah. number one in the world. So they just tried to pick the team that they think would not even go through best this season. Yeah. Just in this game week, trying to get as many points as possible. Right. And they'll be crowned number 1 for a week.
1: Yeah. It was interesting. Um and I think that's part of the reason too. Yeah, there it it was none of it was tactical. It was all just emotional um in those decisions there but either way we did have some people playing the triple captain chip which i think is much better utilized in a double game week so if you're thinking about using it next week because you saw it um i would suggest that you don't um let's talk about our teams we have a variety of teams and just so everyone knows what we're talking about we are part of a draft um in a league of i believe a total of eight teams of which we are one of them and then um We kind of share, or I sort of oversee um, a standard team, and then you do as well, Josh. So let's go through the draft team that we co-manage. Right now, we are sitting on 57 points, and it goes like this. In goal, we had Butland with three. Remember, this is draft, so we kind of just got what we got. Um, or what was best of what was left during the draft. Vertonghen got us six points, which was great. Van Dijk, who was out, got us a nice fat zero. And Van Anholt, uh, because of the three goals scored on them, gets us one point. Erickson, with a great game, gets us 12 points, as does Sala, who had a great game with 11 points. Pedro is out. He got us zero. And Zaha, on a less than impressive performance from Crystal Palace, gets us only two. But I think there, there are points to come from him further down the road. Rooney with the goal for Everton, the lone goal in that match, gets us nine points. Harry Kane, where art thou, gets us one point. And then Firmino, who had a great uh, game for Liverpool, gets us 12. So again, total of 57 there. Um, we do not yet know the league position because all the other points haven't been totaled, but we'll definitely post that. When we get to that point. All right, Josh, do you want to um, walk us through your team?
0: Yes. Okay. So in goal, I played Fabianski of Swansea. He got six points because of a clean sheet. It was Mm nil-nil. Pretty good. So in my defense, uh, I initially had three defenders, but because of some uh, people not playing, it sort of switched automatically. So I had Monreal, who I expected to have a decent match. He got me one. Yeah. Brilliant.
1: Yeah, I had him too.
0: Uh, Francis of Bournemouth got me two just for playing. And then Cedric, which was my only good defender, yeah. got me six yep. because of a clean sheet, which I think Cedric is one of those players where <clears throat> he's sort of a bit underrated of yeah. how good his skill is. Absolutely. So I initially had Snodgrass and Capoo playing in midfield. I was playing a... Th- I was like, no, I, was actually, I only had... I only had snodgrass in my bad. Yeah. So I was playing a 3-4-3. Mhm. And it switched to a 5-2-3.
1: Yeah, nothing like going all defense.
0: <laughs> Great strategy. Snodgrass didn't play. Right. So, they added in Ben Mee because he did play mm-hmm. and he funny enough got a 0. So we might as well have not even switch it. Right. And they also decided to put Mbemba in. Yeah. And he also got 0. Nice. Brilliant. So my two midfielders, yeah, two midfielders. Right. So I had Salah, who got me 11. Nice. I'm very happy about that. And I also have Zaha. Uh, as you said, I think he'll – he's one of those long-term players yes. who will get you points throughout the whole <clears throat> yeah. season.
1: Yeah.
0: I had Gabriel Jesus. He got me one.
1: I do like, and I think it will end up working out well, I love the look, that 3-5-2 that City were playing where they've got Jesus and Aguero up top together. That is a scary, scary offensive team when they get that thing working.
0: If you have Jesus and Aguero getting balls tweeted in from De Bruyne, who can also score, and David Silva, yeah, you can pretty much just park the bus and let those four run at the defense. Yeah, you'll win. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I had Lukaku as my vice captain. I wish I put him as my captain. Yes, he got me thirteen. Uh, pretty happy with that. Yeah. And I had Harry Kane as my captain. He got me. Two worthless points yep and I in total I had 44 points
1: okay and the average this game week is 58 so a little below but but these things remember it's a it's a marathon not a sprint and the high is 128 and as we always do, we will not only print or post not print, we will post the performance of our own fantasy teams uh, that we run, but also we will post uh, the team with the high score. For the week as well. Because I know people like to see that. And we'll also post the Dream Team for the week. And just a reminder. We don't name these people to the Dream Team. This is the Premier League that does this. The the Fantasy uh, Division does this. Not Let's Talk Soccer. So um, please don't comment to us that we chose. You know, if you're a, a Man City supporter. And a couple of Man U players make it to the Dream Team. That's not our doing.
0: And also we can have. It's. Total best points. That means there can be more than three players from a team.
1: Absolutely yes, that's so, right too. That's not our team.
0: Yeah, so don't be saying, wait, that's this must be fake. There's yeah, three players from yeah. from Chelsea or something.
1: Right, yes, or four. <clears throat> All right. So for me, um, we said the highest fifty eight. Uh the or sorry, the high is one twenty eight, average is fifty-eight. I've got sixty-five points. All right, and here's how that looks. Had Foster and Goal, who got a seven, which was nice. Cedric on defense with six. Monreal, as you mentioned earlier, only had one. Expecting more from him. And then Daniels with two.
0: So you both had pretty similar defenses.
1: Yes. <clears throat> um, in midfield, only three points from De Bruyne. Uh, was hoping for much more from him, but he will... There'll be lots to come from him for sure. Zaha, as we mentioned, only two. Dele Alley. With eight. So he had a good match today. Uh, Willian with six. Had a lovely assist. I'm going to talk about Willian again in a little bit. Um, And then had JWP. James Ward-Prowse. With three points. Harry Kane. With only one. And then Lukaku was my captain. And he got 26 points. Which was great. Um, So that's how that one looked. Let's go ahead. And um, look at the dream team. So if you add all the, the dream team points together, you come to 131 points. The top player with 15 points is Higazi from West Brom. And the layout is a three, four, three. So Lossel of Huddersfield in goal with a clean sheet in his first Premier League match ever gets nine points. Higazi, as I mentioned from West Brom gets 15 on defense as does Ben Davies um, on defense for Spurs with 14 points. And then Zanka gets 10 points. And Zanka is also with Huddersfield. Gets that clean sheet. In midfield, Christian Eriksen with 12 points. Henrik Mkhitaryan with 11 points. This is a good-looking midfield here. Mo Salah, also with 11 points. And then Granit Jaka for Arsenal gets 10. And then up top... 13s across the board, three players with 13. Sam Vokes gets 13, Jamie Vardy gets 13, and as we mentioned, Romelu Lukaku also gets 13. So we will definitely post, we've actually already posted by the time uh, we talk about this uh, podcast here, um, that has already been posted on our Instagram, we'll also get it up on Twitter. So relatively speaking, we're both of our teams are off to a pretty good start. Um, we'll have to massage and look and see a little bit. But overall, I'm pretty happy with my team so far.
0: Mine could have gone a bit better, but I'm pretty pretty confident in my team.
1: Yeah, you may have to. um, We're going to go through the injuries and bans soon, too, because this is important for everyone to know. Um, If you've got players on your team um, that either didn't play this weekend for whatever reason or they may not be playing uh, this coming week, you need you need to know that because either you need to make some substitutions or maybe you need to look at uh, playing your wild card and making a transfer. Okay, so just before we jump into uh, mm-hmm. to game week two, um, we want to thank everyone who joined the the Let's Talk Soccer FPL league. I think we have over a thousand people participating, which is I think about four hundred plus more. Than last season, so it's amazing. Thank you guys. Um, we are definitely going to give shout outs to people, um, either teams with super creative and funny names um, or uh, and especially also uh, the teams that are that are on the leaderboard um, that are up towards the top. We'll try to hit the top 10 or so each week. So you will always see that posted um, usually by Monday uh, unless there's Monday matches. Um, but you know Monday, Tuesday at the latest on the uh, let 's talk soccer Instagram, and the let 's talk soccer two that 's the number two Twitter account, so be on the lookout for those things okay let 's go ahead and talk about strategies for game week two it 's hard to talk a lot of strategies because <clears throat> there 's not a whole lot to base decisions off of other than injuries and bans where you know you 've got to make a decision um, It's kind of hard to tell. You know, you can't overreact one way or the other um, because you just don't know how things start. You need to start looking at at trends a little bit and performance over the course of several minutes or several games. Um, So my strategy for coming up for game week two is um, not to freak out and probably not to do a whole lot of anything.
0: Yeah, unless it's absolutely necessary. Right then I would just sort of stick to what you have and uh, unless you have someone on your bench that you feel might do better. Yes.
1: Uh, we'll, we'll talk about matchups in a second and that is where um, you can definitely make some some changes to your existing 15-man squad. But again, unless someone's out or you just hate absolutely hate the player, don't make the transfer yet. Wait and see a little bit what's going to happen. Um, now, I mentioned that I was going to talk about Willian again and here's What I'll say is um, I know it's really popular to play the wild card, you know, midway through the season or much later into the season. But um, I don't see a problem with playing the wild card maybe four, maybe five weeks into the season Um, because by then you'll get a really good read. You'll get a really, really good read on – on how the players are performing, so you'll either know who you want to get rid of or who you want to get. Um, and then someone, a player like Willian, he's going to be starting for a little while for Chelsea. He's a great, he's a great player, um, but they have a lot of great players, so he doesn't necessarily get the amount of playing time that other midfielders on that team do, and as soon as Hazard comes back, I'm guessing that Willian's playing time is going to diminish. So my plan for Willian as of right now is to keep him until De Bruyne comes back in, and then I'm going to use my wild card and get a good replacement for William. So, uh, you may have players like that on your team. So, just try to identify them and then um, start to keep an eye on who you're going to replace that player with. Um, that would be that would be my tip is don't freak out. Just sit tight a little bit unless you, ab- like you said, absolutely necessarily need to. Um, but then, start to keep an eye, and maybe around game week three or so, start to have an idea of who it might be and then, by game week four or five, if you need to make a change, go ahead and use that wild card and make a change. What do you think
0: uh I completely agree, and uh just just stay calm and just just let your team do your thing,
1: yeah. So we mentioned matchups. Let's go ahead and talk about some matchups and see where we see some favorable ones, and um, you know where people might want to make some substitutions to uh, help the cause a little bit. And take a look at some matchups. Um, we've got the majority of the matches being played on Saturday. We've got two on Sunday, and then uh, what should be a good one on Monday. First up, we've got Manu traveling to Swansea. I mean, I would think if you have a Man U player on your team, you want to play him in this match.
0: For sure, especially the attackers and the midfielders because the defense, it, uh, they have so much talent that there's lots of people to pick. So it's not always a guarantee that your defender will play.
1: Yeah, City sort of the same way and Chelsea to a smaller degree. But yeah, that's one of the reasons, the main reason I didn't take any defenders from either City or, um, or Man U. Uh, was for that reason. But yeah, if you have a Man player just across the board, get him out in your starting 11. Uh, Bournemouth and Watford. This is an interesting one. You know, you've got um, an offensive weapon like Josh King and now Defoe alongside him up against uh, a goalkeeper that had a great season last year in Gomez for Watford. So if you have one or the other, what are you doing? If you if you have Gomez in your goalkeeper rotation, are you playing him?
0: Uh, No. I would bet more on Josh King to score.
1: Yeah. Or in Defoe, right? Um, so, yeah, I would think that playing at home, uh, that Bournemouth um, offense maybe takes priority over the Watford defense. All right. Next up, Burnley play host to West Brom.
0: I would say if you have Sam Vokes, you might want to stick him up after yeah. a pretty good match. Yeah, He's also very cheap, so it's a pretty good option.
1: Yeah, and Burnley has some solid uh, defenders, too. Yeah. You know, you've got a player like Ben Mee out there. So um, I would also suggest that if you have a Burnley defender, go ahead and play him. Brighton go to Leicester City. So this might be a tough match for Brighton.
0: Uh, for sure. I would say if you either have an attacker for attacker or a midfielder for Leicester, yeah. I would play them because Brighton's defense is pretty shaky.
1: Yeah, Okazaki had a good match for Leicester City. So did Vardy. Yeah, yeah. So did Vardy. I think Vardy has something to prove now that Iannato's been brought in. Um, I think Vardy is bitter, um, because he should have changed clubs last season when he was the hottest striker um, in the league after they won that miracle title. Um, and I think he's playing with a chip on his shoulder, which is great. It means he's going he's gonna to bear down and he's going to score some goals. Um, so, yes, offensive players. And then um, on our draft team, we have Schmeichel in a goal, and I think Schmeichel's a good play.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that.
1: And, and I think that Leicester City defense that was so great a couple of seasons ago, if you have a Leicester City defender, uh, maybe sitting on your bench, you might want to think about bringing him in. Liverpool and Crystal Palace, uh, disappointing results for both teams this past week.
0: I would say uh, more specifically, I would say Salah would be a great yeah. addition, especially after scoring on his debut. Yeah. He he's going to want to get another and I think he's gonna carry that momentum in.
1: And of course, if you have Coutinho on your team, um, you really don't because he's gonna be taken off for Barcelona sooner than later. So definitely, if you have him, get rid of him um, and use your wild card there. Uh, I agree with Salah. I think Mane and of course Firmino. Yes. Um, I'm still a little sketchy on the Liverpool defense, so I'm not sold on that. Southampton and West Ham. Um, I would say for Southampton, if you have a Southampton player, especially a defender, get him in
0: for sure. if you have Cedric, yeah, we both have him, yeah, and he's he's consistent, he's good
1: yeah, I would and play them. Southampton has a nice little stretch of fairly good matchups uh for the for the foreseeable future, so get those Southampton players out on the pitch as far as West Ham goes, um you know defensively too. I think they could be okay. Um, You know, maybe if you've got Joe Hart. um, I think Zabaleta had a pretty bad game today uh, or this weekend, so uh, maybe stay away from him. But Hart might be one to look at. And I'm I'm just sort of emotionally uh, rooting for Chicharito uh, to get one in sooner than later. And then the last match on Saturday is Arsenal going to Stoke. I think Arsenal, they narrowly escaped with three points. Um... I have a feeling they're going to take it out on Stoke.
0: I would definitely go if you have uh, a midfielder or an attacker, especially someone like Lacazette. Yeah. Even if you have Giroud, uh, at some point he will come on. Yeah. Even though it's a very, very short time he's on, he's very, very good when it comes to when it comes to very short time to score.
1: I think the ownership of Giroud, though, is probably pretty low. So I don't know that that's going to be a huge factor for a lot of people. But I, of course, agree with Lacazette. Um, And I'd like to see that Arsenal defense do a little better. I'm still a little questionable on them. Uh, Saturday, two matches. First up, Huddersfield Newcastle, two newly promoted teams. Uh, Huddersfield coming off of a very Mm -hmm. emotional win. Um, against Crystal Palace and, uh, Newcastle, a little more familiar with the Premier League.
0: I would be rooting for, I would say Newcastle would probably get the result in this one. So I would go for, if.
1: Maybe like a a Dwight Gale.
0: Yeah, Dwight Gale, maybe a Matt Ritchie. Uh, one of their more attacking players.
1: Yeah, otherwise I would just, uh, tend to stay away from, uh, players for either of those two clubs. So let's then go ahead and take a look at um a great the matchup of the weekend for sure. Chelsea travel to Spurs.
0: Honestly, I wouldn't really want to go really near that match.
1: Yeah, I mean other you know, of course, if you spent the money on uh a, a Harry Kane um or Marata or someone, you kinda have to play them. Um but I will say defensively defense is tough, right? Cause there's only a couple of ways you can get the bulk of the points. You either got to have a clean sheet. Um, and that's really the only way defensively to get a lot of points is with a clean sheet. Of course you can score goals and make assists and things like that. But one goal goes in, even if your team wins 10 to one, that one goal completely wipes out those six points you would have gotten, uh, for a clean sheet. So, I would say if you can rotate out players, um, unless it's like a Marcus Alonso, you know, a wing back with an opportunity to really score, um, just be wary of that. If you have other options, you might want to consider them. And of course, Gary Cahill will be out. Right? Right. Uh, now, defensively, just all the all the traditional ones. You know, you've got the Ericksons, the Delhi uh Willian will be playing uh, like he is for my team. Um, so take a look at those guys as well. And then a great matchup on Monday, Man City host Everton. You know, with Man City, I wasn't certain if, you know, Ederson was going to be starting in goal, um, if Danilo was going to be a full-time player, or not, and I think Pep is still assessing that stuff. So they're popular players, they're great players, but just be careful with those guys that Pep doesn't end up making a change a little later into the season. But that said, um, the Man City midfield, especially of course De Bruyne, um, and I'm a big fan of David Silva, um, can't go wrong with them. Coming in and, uh, you know, was also a little nervous about both Aguero and Jesus, who was going to play more minutes this season. But if they're both going in together, I don't think that's going to last all season long. I just don't see how it can, especially with Champions League uh, contention and other cups. So they're going to have to start splitting time at some point. But enjoy the ride while it lasts and get both of those guys in if you have either of them or both. For sure. Yes. And then Everton, I would... I would stay away from that defense um, right now if you can. I just don't know that they're going to be able to hold a clean sheet against Man City at the Etihad. Um, but, you know, it would be interesting to see Rooney coming in in a different – usually he's uh, he likes to uh, ruin Man City's day while wearing that Man City red. So coming in in the Everton blue will be a little different for him.
0: I would probably stick away from him still.
1: Yeah. I agree. I think he'll want to spoil the party, but I don't know that he will. I think Man City are going to come out in a big, big way. Okay, and we mentioned injuries and bans. These are important things to know. Um, So listen to these, and you can play it back if you need to, or you can just go to the Fantasy Premier League website and find them there too. All right, Um, you've got John Joe Shelby who is out. He got himself a red card, and he's suspended until September 10th. You've got, uh, also for Newcastle, Lejeune, who um, has an injury. He has a knee injury, 75% chance of playing for Newcastle. Gareth Barry of Everton, ankle injury, also 75% chance of playing. Dumet, or Dumay, I suppose, Of Newcastle, Uh, Paul Dumet has a hamstring injury, also a 75% chance of playing. And, of course, these change day to day, so keep an eye. Johnny Evans of West Brom, hamstring injury, 75% chance of playing. You have Isaiah Brown of Brighton, also a hamstring injury. Man, a lot of those this weekend. 75% chance of playing. So definitely, I don't know that a whole lot of people own him, but if you do, keep an eye. Simon Francis of Bournemouth with yet another hamstring injury. 75% chance of playing. Sesk Fabregas got himself a red card. So he is suspended until August 27th. Gary Cahill. Also got a red card. You must have thought that maybe, Sesk uh, must have thought that Cahill was lonely in the dressing room, so he came in to join him uh, partway through the game. he suspended on a red card until September 17th. Janmott of Watford has a knock, a canock. Canock. I heard people pronouncing knockhart's name as canockhart. Is the K silent or do you pronounce it? I, I just thought it was silent, but maybe canockhart is right. Either way, he has a Canuck and has a 75% chance of playing. Pereira of Watford, a groin injury. Ouch. 75% chance of playing. And then you've got about five players here who are decidedly out. Mark Muniesa of Stoke joined Spanish side Girona, so you're not going to be seeing him anytime soon. You have Pedro of Chelsea. Ankle injury expected back August 20th, so that is in time for next weekend, so keep an eye on Pedro. Wagyu uh, of Leicester City, his loan has ended, so say goodbye to him. Probably not a whole lot of people that own him. Hudson, a defender for Huddersfield, is retired, so if you have him, definitely want to get rid of him. Just a hunch. <laughs> That's funny. And then Sako of Crystal Palace also has a Kanak. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to start using that. Um, he's expected back August 19th. So there you go, guys. More than you ever wanted to know about retired players and players <laughs> whose loan have ended. Probably the lowest players uh, owned by any percentage um, in the fantasy league. So uh, anyway, that's it for the podcast today, guys. A little longer than normal, but lots of great stuff to talk about. Everything that you want to know and see will be posted on Instagram. Just look for Let's Talk Soccer, and we're getting a lot more active on uh, Twitter too. So it's it's at Let's Talk Soccer 2, and that is the number two. So guys, we love you. Let's get up to 20,000 followers on Instagram as soon as possible and thank you for listening to this podcast if you will please tell your friends about it because sharing is caring. we want people to subscribe to this and get those downloads up so thanks guys till next time we say peace peace don't get a canuck